Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to those of you online who are joining us. We so appreciate you here with us at our Sunday celebration. And I have a very special announcement. Um, we have a powerful group of prayer practitioners here who are here to serve you. And they go through many years of training and preparation. And we have our newest practitioner to celebrate. Kay Cushing, will you please stand up? So we will be having a celebration day in the, in the near future. We'll have a, our, our practitioner installation with wonderful music and, uh, and a celebration for you. But congratulations, Kay. It's just really wonderful. Um, so thank you. My talk today is Personalizing the Infinite. And uh, there was a minister that wanted to get the attention of his congregants. And he wanted to make a point. And so he brought in four jars. And in one, there was alcohol. In one, there was cigarette smoke. In one, there was chocolate syrup. In one, there was good soil. And he dropped a worm into each one of these jars. And then he said, well, it's time to give you a report. The worm in the alcohol, dead. The worm in the cigarette smoke, dead. The worm in the chocolate syrup, dead. The worm in the good soil, alive. And he says, so what does that mean? And in the back of the room, Maxine yelled out, well, if you drink, smoke, and eat chocolate, you won't have worms. <laughs> and that was the end of the service right there. So personalizing the presence, um, uh, Sandy, your meditation this morning emulated it, the music emulated it, that the presence, we are individuals. We know we're individuals. We're here in, in the body and cells, and we know there's the infinite and that we're connected to the infinite. And as we become aware of our oneness with spirit, then we accept that we're part of the universe. We accept and we begin to, to think and act in that power. And we 
manifest infinite possibilities that before we could have only imagined. And Ernest Holmes says, you already are a spiritual being. When the mind understands this and embodies its essence, that which you are in the invisible will become more apparent. That which you are in the invisible will become more apparent in the visible. So we are that. So imagine, we're going to draw an imaginary line right here. And on this end is, is, spirit, is spirit. And on this end is the body. And in the body, we are in that place of our fears, our concerns, our frustrations, our beliefs, our experiences in the outer, outer world. And over here in spirit, there's a sense of beauty and harmony, love and light, freedom and joy that the infinite, our, our highest dreams are demonstrated. All that we want is right here in spirit. And so this line, everything in between, is our curriculum. That's our curriculum. How do I get from here to spirit? And there are some days we know it immediately, right? Some days we wake up and we have that connection. Other days, not so much. <laughs> but what we want to remember is that every opportunity we have every day is to know more and more having that connection with spirit. And we talk about that, but I don't know that we often do a review of what do we believe the universe, how do, how do we personalize the infinite, what does that mean? Our concept of God or spirit is always evolving. Even though God never changes, our concept of God changes all the time. Many of our ideas are from the past that were created, and they're in our subconscious. And so we may not be aware of them, but they're, they're acting out. They're presenting us through us all the time. That's why it's important to have the clarity of what do I believe about God? What do I believe about the universe? We have to upgrade, so to speak, from version 1.0 to version 2.0. And sometimes I've come across students that I've been in class with, and they have trouble with the word God. And I totally understand that because sometimes they, we have experiences from the past where God was uh, the way whatever happened, that we formed an, an opinion or we had an experience and it was painful. It was real and it was painful. And so the, what we know now is the word isn't the pain. It's what the word represents. It's those feelings. So if we can unpack those feelings through working with a practitioner or doing a process like the Fear to Faith worksheet. We have some in the back of the room and you can find one, them online at our web, on our website. When we do those practices, it takes the sting out, it releases the old beliefs about it, and we can be here in the present. So we wanna pay attention to what am I thinking, what am I believing, what am I understanding about God? So in version one, 
traditionally, I don't know about you, but I learned God was remote, right? God was away somewhere. God was removed, wasn't present with me. God was unattainable. Um, I, I could be punished if I didn't obey. I wasn't worthy. So in version 2.0, when we bring it into our now experience of life, God is remote. 2.0 is spirit is everywhere. Spirit is in me. Spirit is through me and as me. God is removed. Spirit is ever present. God is unattainable. Again, spirit is with me. God is right here, right now, right within me. God is punishing. God is loving. God is judging. God is accepting. So we can upgrade those old beliefs into what we believe now. The great Christian mystic Meister Eckhart taught that the highest concept of God was no concept at all. Because anytime we put a concept on, we've created a limitation on what is unlimited. But no concept at all is not practical for us in our everyday lives. So what we want to do is be refining our concept of God, refining that understanding. And when this happens, we have that connection. We are personalizing the presence. We understand the presence. So there are three faces of God. This is a teaching from Reverend Lloyd Strom. The outer face of God, or spirit, is, comes from traditional religions, especially in the West, that suggested that the existence of an outer God stands above and apart from the world. That, the, that God was in the outer form. And that's traditional religion, that you may have learned that in whatever tradition you were, you were brought up in. And that's worshiping a deity that's outside of us, somewhere else. And what happens is we're waiting for this deity to give us a blessing. And that view is not wrong, but it's just incomplete. To focus our attention exclusively on the outer aspect of God causes us to feel like victims. I'm waiting for something else to happen. I'm waiting for some other power to give me something. So this mindset reflects the worldview of our materialistic culture. So if a lifestyle was dedicated totally to the outer experience, it would cause us to feel that we were always at the effect of our employers, the economy, the government, anyone, anything beyond our seeming control. But then on the other side is the interface of God. And then the religious traditions in the East suggested the presence of an inner God that exists within our very own being. And that form of religion taught to turn away from the outside world and turn completely within. And that view is not wrong. It's just incomplete. Because if we focused only on the inner aspect of God, we would, it would cause us to become hermits, right? We would all be inward thinking and not aware of what's around us. So a lifestyle dedicated to total inversion and lack of involvement with human relationships would never support the world. 
But we know what Ernest has taught us and what we learned from that is true in, in many of the religions is that the highest teaching of the great religions teaches that there's one presence, one power with both inner and outer faces, inner awareness and outer awareness. And that the inner God requires us to know who we are through personal introspection. That's when we do our meditation. That's when we go within. We, we learn about, have that connection with God. The outer God requires us to express who we are by taking action in the world. So in other words, the inner God wants us to know something, and the outer God wants us to do something. But to live in the expression of the one God, the one spirit, is to know what we are doing. It's simply to know what we are doing, to know what we are being in the world. And as we know, as we feel that connection with the inner and the outer, we have that wholeness. And then we know what we're doing. Life then becomes creative and joyful form of self-expression. I sense my oneness with all life. Would you say that with me? I sense my oneness with all life. I am guided by divine intelligence. I am guided by divine intelligence. My life is creative, joyful, and abundant. Life is creative, joyful, and abundant. So then that's the whole picture, the whole package, so to speak, that we have that awareness of the universal presence and power is right where I am. So now that we know that, now that we have that awareness, how do we personalize that? How do we make that real for each one of us? How do we bring that into our everyday lives so it's not separate from us on the other end of the, of the line, but that we feel it, we experience it every day in what we're doing? And so it starts where we are right now. We have to appreciate where we are in our lives. Acknowledge frustrations, setbacks. Acknowledge the good and the bad, all that's going on in life. Acknowledge someday we remember our oneness, some days not so much. I always struggled with my not-enoughness. I wasn't tall enough, educated enough, smart enough. We have a laundry list of all the ways that we're lacking. But so for me, was remembering who I, I love that song, remembering who I am. I have to remember who I am. I have to remember my oneness with God to bring me out of that. And so Carolyn May says, here's some things to remember in, in keeping that congruence with the divine. She says, pay attention to the stories you tell and the statements you make. And we all know about the power of the I am statement. Whatever we say after I am is what we are claiming for ourselves. I am abundantly blessed. Let's say that. I am abundantly blessed. I am worthy of every good thing. Worthy of every good thing. I am loved unconditionally. Carolyn reminds us that the power, true power, is behind the eyes. The power comes from within. It's not outside. It comes from within. Soon as our power becomes visible, it evaporates. 
because the world is always looking for that power outside, right? There's a struggle, constant struggle for power, but the power comes from within. So she says, be aware, thought precedes the creation of matter. Your thoughts are instruments of creation. So our thoughts, our deeds, be aware and conscious of the quality of our thoughts, the quality of our thinking. Catch yourself with your thinking. What are you telling yourself? And judgment, to be aware of judgment. Judgment anchors you to the person that you judge. When you judge others, you judge yourself. Emma Curtis Hopkins says, the pains and discords of human experience are not sent of God, but they do indeed stand as tests of how much God we have. We can train our faith by proclaiming to every sign of trouble that we do not believe in it until we are a sphere of certainty. Imagine a sphere of certainty. Then we think thoughts along the lines of truth and bring forth delightful circumstances and charming people. <laughs> I'm ready for some delightful circumstances and charming people, aren't you? So what we know, Ernest Holmes taught us to experiment, use these principles. How do they work in, in life? And so I'll use my own process of personalizing the infinite. Because the, it's one thing to know that, but to have it drop down from the head to the heart, have it be real for us. And that's how we use this teaching. That's how we understand the principles. How are the principles working for me? And so I think I've shared with you before my story of how I wanted to buy a house. And so I thought about all the homes I've lived in and what I liked and what I didn't like, and I declared what I wanted. This is a tough step for some people, to ask for what they want, to, to identify what it is you want. It doesn't have to be a home. It could be wanting more love in life, wanting better communication, wanting better connection with family. It could be any number of things, wanting more time with grandchildren, wanting less time with grandchildren. <laughs> Whatever it is, it, it's, it's not wrong. But what do you want? And begin, claim that for yourself. Next, to begin to release emotional baggage. What do I have to let go of? What beliefs am I hanging on to? So I had to, I had to let go of the beliefs that I couldn't have it. I couldn't have a house. I couldn't afford a house. There wasn't a house available. Then I had to go into forgiveness. I had to start forgiving. I had to forgive my noisy neighbor. I had to forgive my uncooperative property manager. I had to give, forgive the guy who I was parked in my parking spot. So it's like letting go, forgiveness, letting go, and letting go of doubt all the doubts that come up, letting go of those. Release the old vibration that I may have created through any fears or beliefs or experiences to release that old stuff. Then I started visualizing the outcome. I started seeing myself in my new home. I thought of every time I was at a friend's home and I liked something in their home, I went, oh, I like that. I'd like that in my home. I like that in my home. And I started having this picture of what worked for me. And then I would notice the doubts come up. 
Uh, it's not, in this market, that's unrealistic. You can't have it. You can't have it. And it's like, it's a, uh, accept, release, affirm, and visualize. Rinse and repeat. Accept, repeat, or accept, release, affirm, and visualize. So to do that over and over again. And so as I did that, I, I, every time a doubt would come up, then I'd have a response for it. I'd have a way to move through it. I created a prayer for myself, a spiritual mind treatment. It's what our practitioners are trained in, and what when you come to, to ask them for prayer, that's what they speak. And you can even ask one to write one for you. Um, but they, I created a, a treatment for myself about this new home, that I was ready for this loving, beautiful home. And I knew that everyone who entered my home entered the presence of love. So I had this prayer that I read every day. Just the way we're reading the covenant, that is, we're reading that covenant to establish the relationship and bring in that our new next senior minister. We're setting that out into the law. It's the same thing with whatever you desire in your life. Then, the last one is the hard one. Letting go of attachment to the outcome. We have to stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. I take small action steps. For me, I cleaned out my closet. I cleaned out a desk drawer. I cleaned out uh, the storage space. I cleaned out everything. For us, we did a cleaning here. We did a, an emotional cleaning when we had the, the weekend co-creation process. We let go of old emotions, old thoughts, old ideas of ministers. We, the practitioners even did a cleansing in the space. And then we do it every time. Every time there's doubt, we let go. When th things happen, this is, this is the trick, it's none of our business. It's none of our business when this is going to happen. It's up to spirit, but we have to remember and release that. Ask each day for daily guidance. Stay connected in the process. And so I did all of those things in a market that seemed ridiculous to, to what, step into. And I even, I even thought, because I thought about it for a long time, but I didn't take action. It wasn't the right time. And then when I was finally inspired to take action, it was when the rates were rising and things were getting stressed. And I went, oh, good. This is so I have a talk, right? This is, this is you're going to wait. Spirit waited until it was the most challenging, the most difficult. And then I was inspired to, to call the, the realtor to take the action. And I was inspired, and I called, and a place became available to me. And all along the way, I had to keep letting go and being open, letting go and being open, and it became available. And that's the practice. That's how we personalize the infinite. Every day, we bring more of that. So there's not this gap here, but that that which is spirit, I connect with on a daily basis. That's the power of our spiritual practice. That's the power of our prayer. So there are infinite possibilities waiting to be tapped. Whatever is in your heart's desire. 
everyone can be what they imagined if they if we knew what was inside and what we are unlocking for ourselves personal personalization is taking ownership of our spiritual power that it's not out there but it's in here spirit is not remote i am one with spirit i am in alignment with spirit i am in the vibration of spirit So let's affirm that right now. Spirit is right where I am. Spirit is right where I am. Spirit is what I am. Spirit is what I am. I embody all that spirit is. The spirit of the freedom of spirit is my freedom. The power of spirit is my power. The presence of spirit is with me. The strength of spirit is my strength. The joy of spirit is my joy. So let's take this into prayer. Oh, so just taking a breath, breathing all this in, the presence of spirit is. The love of spirit is my love. The strength of spirit is my strength. The joy of spirit is my joy. We take this all in this day knowing that there is no place where God is not. That I am one with that infinite presence of spirit. Love and life, grace and freedom. And then right here, right now, I personalize that. I make that real for myself. And I allow myself to feel that presence, to know that presence, to walk in that light. And I know whatever is held in the heart right now is already realized in the mind of God. It is already realized in each one of us. So whatever you are holding in your thoughts, whatever desire you have that your heart beats for, whatever you claim is already realized and known. And our practice is to be in the presence of love. Stay in the vibration of love. Live in the light of love. And so I give thanks knowing that each person here is that presence and each person watching online, everyone, everywhere is one with this infinite presence of good and that whatever it is we desire is revealed. And what we do right here and right now is release this good knowing it's already done, giving deep gratitude for all of it and releasing it with love. And together we affirm. And so it is. Thank you, blessings. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, 
and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.